0: Welcome to the Food About Town podcast. My name is Chris Lindstrom, and I'm your host. Uh, this week is episode 32 of the podcast. I talked to Chris Clemens from ExploringUpstate.com about the Flower City naming controversy that's been going around Rochester this weekend. Uh, Chris and I kind of started the podcast wading through the issues with trademark infringement, uh, cease and desist letters, et cetera. And right before we got into some of the history of that Chris wrote about on his website. Uh, he did a great job on that. Uh, Keith Myers from from Flower City Bread called in uh, via FaceTime, and we talked for about half an hour uh, about all the issues surrounding uh, the cease and desist letter, and you know what Flower City Bread is doing with their uh, Indiegogo campaign, trying to dissolve the patent uh, that Flower City Pasta currently holds and is uh, using in those trademark infringement uh, cease and desist letters. Um, we did record this before the statement from uh, John Stat and uh, Flower City Pasta came out on Facebook Sunday evening, so please keep that in mind when you listen. Um, I did listen back through a good chunk of the podcast, and um, I think what we talked about still stands. I, I don't think we... I don't think anything we said really changes. Um, And I I do want to keep, make sure people do keep an even keel about the whole thing. Um, You know, I've always liked uh, the flower city pasta product and I've never had any issues with, with them. And this, the whole controversy for me is kind of unfortunate and I really hope it does get resolved quickly and painlessly for everybody. Um, Not just because I, you know, I know Keith and I've, I, You know, I've talked to him a number of times. Uh, I really do do hope it gets resolved and we can all get past this and work on building the community instead of uh, fighting about um, what to me is kind of a silly controversy. But it is happening. It is real. And I think it was worth the time to discuss. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. And um, if you're enjoying the podcast in general, please rate it on iTunes Uh, I'd love to get more ears on it. I'm really enjoying doing this, and um, I'd like to do more of this kind of stuff as well. So um, thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. everyone uh this is kind of a emergency fast fast moving podcast today um there'll be uh two podcasts this week uh this one's going up on monday episode 32 and uh episode 33 with uh with jim uh jim wow i can't remember his name now because i'm all worked up about this whole thing (laughs) <laughs> uh, so, before I say his last name, I'm going to introduce my guest for today, who's uh, Chris Clemens. Hey, now. What's going on, Chris?
1: This is.
0: Th- this is going on. And uh, that's uh, Jim Lake on uh, Friday uh, from Joby and oh, Coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what we're here to talk about today is something that I saw for the first time yesterday when I went into Flower City Bread at the public market, which, um, if anybody doesn't know about it, is. Um I, I consider it the best bakery in Rochester. Do some amazing breads, pastries, um uh, breakfast sandwiches, etc. They wholesale to a number of businesses around town including Joe Coffee, Fuego, uh Cure, and the upcoming Playhouse to name a few. And they're a I'd say a very well-known bakery in Rochester. I mean even Chris who's not, not really a uh, <laughs> what what not even not a foodie I'd even, call you even right? Even
1: Chris he doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> Even he knows of them. I I, I definitely have had uh, a couple of their products in a couple of different places, both on location in the public market and at some of the other places that you mentioned. Yeah. Um. And like like you said, they're certainly a bit of a locavore icon.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's it, it's a business I've supported for a long time. It's a business I've sent a lot of people to. And when I walked in yesterday, I saw some signs posted. Um, around the around the bakery and on the um, the cure or Java side of things, talking about a uh, trademark infringement lawsuit going on against them. And go ahead, Chris.
1: Oh, I was going to say, I, I'm I. Th- so there's a whole bunch of information that I've read over the last day. There might not actually be a lawsuit yet.
0: Okay, so I, I might have I might be overstating that.
1: Yeah, I, I I think they're not quite at a lawsuit state yet.
0: Okay, so. I I brought Chris in a little bit because <laughs> yesterday after I threw this out on the uh blo- on the Twitter sphere or whatever the hell we want to call it. The interwebs. The interwebs. Uh Chris went out and did a crazy amount of research and put up a post on his website, uh exploringupstate.com, about the history of the term flower city. And when we say flower city, we mean F-L-O-U-R, uh Flower City and You know, Rochester's been called Flower City since, now Chris can chime in on this.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I I mean, I'm born and raised in Rochester, so I always known the moniker Flower City and always also knew the fact that we were Flower City O-U-R and then also later changed to Flower City O-W-E-R. But yesterday, I really got curious to know exactly when that started and how everything came to be, and as a result, maybe possibly who owned that moniker.
0: So Chris did a lot of research. Uh, We're going to come back to that in a few minutes and actually go through the history, because that's what Chris Clements is great at, is diving into history. And (laughs) uh, he's a voracious researcher, and uh, he came up with some really good stuff. But before we do that, um, I wanted to go through quickly uh, some of the stuff that Flower City Bread put on their Indiegogo page. So uh, if you want to support this cause um, once we get through everything, it's um, you can search for Flower City on Indiegogo, and it's uh, Flower City for All is um, an easy way to find it as well. So basically down to the crux of the issue, Flower City Pasta, which is another local business, um, put out a... What do we want to call that? A trademark infringement? Well, it was a cease and desist. Cease
1: and desist. Yeah, they issued a cease and desist back in July. Right,
0: based on trademark infringement of the, of the, uh, of the term Flower City being used in, their, in the name at Flower City Bread. Um,
1: also may want to point out that Flower City Pasta, who issued the cease and desist to Flower City Bread, actually opened a year after. Flower City Bread.
0: Yeah, which it's it seems odd, but you know, if you buy if you get the trademark, you know, that's that's what really counts in the end. Um, so I'm gonna read briefly from the summary on their Indiegogo page and go through a little bit of the of what um what Keith Myers, who's the owner of Flower City Bread, said, and then we'll dive into a little bit of the history. Um so from the summary um John Statt who's the uh, man behind Flower City Pasta is claiming that he owns the words Flower City under a trademark filing and has the power to stop other food businesses from using the words Flower City in their name. Um, so Keith is the he's the man behind the behind Flower City Bread. He chose the name Flower City Bread Company as a nod to Rochester's great milling heritage and Uh, In July, they were threatened to stop using their name from a cease and desist letter. Um, So the cease and desist, they're saying they must change their name by September, which is already passed, so I'm not sure what's going on there, or seek their permission and assuming use payments to use the term Flower City. Um, As Chris said, Flower City Bakery did start a year before Flower City Pasta, so that's, I think, part of the confusion. Sure. But what Flower City Bread's trying to do is trying to – they're filing a petition for cancellation of this trademark with the United States Patent and Trademark Office, and they need money to do that. And what what they're trying to do is ostensibly make sure that Flower City Pasta can't use this trademark against other businesses that use the term Flower City in them because there's more than one. It's not just Flower City Bread. I believe there's now Flower City Pizza – I think there's a flower city
1: brewing. Oh, there's a long list. There's Flower City F L O W E R City and right. then Flower City F L O U R. There's a whole bunch of businesses use that use either one.
0: Yeah, there's a bunch. And, you know, in in an extreme situation which I'm not sure is possible legally. I mean, the city uses the term Flower City F L O U R City all the time.
1: Well, in fact, the city actually owns the trademark to both Flower City and Flower City
0: which is interesting. And that's like, I'm, I'm not sure how all that works from a legal perspective. Uh, owning the trademark. Not, not they're owning the flower city trademark, but then he's able to use a cease and desist for someone else using the term flower city.
1: Sure. So I touched base with a lawyer out of Syracuse yesterday because I wondered the same exact thing. So there's, uh, and maybe we're getting ahead of where you wanted to be at this. No, point I, I think we're okay. Um, but, yeah, go ahead. Um, I, I think the, from what I understand of everything that I've read, the Flower City Pasta trademark is for Flower City Pasta. So what happens is someone files a trademark for a word that's commonly used or public domain. For instance, Apple Incorporated. We have their products all over the table. No one that's listening to this podcast is confusing the fact that we're potentially talking about apple cider which actually also happens to be on the table. <laughs> but be, you can use a word that is commonly known in public when the public has no possible way of confusing it with a product that is similar. So when the city says, we're the flower city, the city isn't in the business of doing anything with flower really anymore. We were 200 years ago. Of course. Um, so I think that's where the infringement comes in. So when you have... For instance, and let's use something that's not Flower City at all. Let's say you have, uh, we'll use the Windy City because there's a whole bunch. Sure, Um, Windy City um, House Cleaning Services and Windy City Commercial Cleaning Services. Two completely different businesses, but they're absolutely involved in cleaning. And that's where this infringement becomes an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, So the lawyer that I touch base with kind of said that, if there is a potential for this to be successful, that that's where the success would come in, is that those two businesses, both pasta and bread, are so deeply ingrained. Oh, boo, that's <laughs> terrible. Ah, come oh, on. that's the worst. I thought of that last night late in the <laughs> middle of the night. Um, so deeply ingrained in using flour in their products. Right.
0: And, you know, I, I do see it from that perspective. Um, I guess my perspective mostly is from outrage and frustration. And I, I haven't done as much of the, the research as Chris has. So, you know, it's part part of the reason I brought him in is, you know, when I saw it, I'm like, I, I don't know why from, from a perspective of what I would call small businesses, small businesses, food businesses in Rochester, and trying to tear one another down for, you know, for two businesses that I don't, I haven't heard anybody confuse them. I think they do completely different things.
1: I have had both of their products. Yeah. There was never uh, never one bite of Flower City pasta where I, I accidentally thought maybe I was eating bread. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, it, it, it seems extreme. And, you know, we, we need more cooperation and more building of the community and less tearing down and fighting. And, you know, I, I believe I read in one of these things that, you know it this probably could have been resolved in a conversation or just the fact that you know the community at large is not going to be particularly happy with you know flower city pasta for trying to do something like this i mean that's already been evident based on people i've talked to and some of the reaction online um people have been kind of pissed off and frustrated and not not going as far as you know overall boycotting but like People aren't going to be buying the product.
1: There have been some people who have said they're they're going to boycott it. Yeah. Um, and that's I think that's something that I want to point out real quick was the post that I put together on Exploring Upstate. For me, I, I really didn't want to get involved in attacking one company over another. There's so much information that I think is yet to come to light that there's probably some backstory that we don't fully know. Um, sure. So you mentioned potentially having a conversation and maybe trying to resolve this. That conversation may have happened, and it may not have resolved, so that's why it came to this. Sure, um, yeah. But I think one of the things that's difficult about social media is people do jump right out and say, F this, and oh, I'm doing this, and boycott this, and whatever. I don't have another one. Um <laughs> And I, I think that's been happening on social media. Um, on, you know, if you look at local news outlets on Facebook pages, people are commenting. And in some of the, in some ways, some of those comments are unfair. What I have noticed, um, I will put out there, because I've been watching very closely for the last 24 hours, every time a comment goes up on the Facebook page of Flower City Pasta, it's removed very quickly. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of people who are trying to protect Um, their brand, and not get involved into a social media scandal. And quite frankly, I can't blame them. No, absolutely not. But in the history of silly trademark scandals, this could potentially be one of them for Rochester.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, I think that is a good point. I mean, I I know I've jumped to the conclusion, and I'll say that out front. Um, I mean, even yesterday afternoon, mere hours after seeing it, I was, you know, trying to... Drum up interest in the in the controversy and yeah. make people aware of what was going on. And I, I'll own that right away. as I I jump to conclusions. Sure, and it's tough not to. Yeah, especially I mean I'm I, I'm not I'm not super close, but I I know Keith and I've talked to him a number of times. And good guy, good family, great product. So I, I jumped right in because it seemed it seemed wrong to me, regardless of the legality. So. I jumped in and started pushing right away. But I think it's a good point by Mr. Clemens over here is that legally, that's a whole nother story. Sure. Um, so I know I, I think we got the basics of it down now and I'd like to transition a little bit from the, you know, fr- from now. And we'll, we'll touch on that more later, but go into some of the history about flower city. Cause I, uh, Chris did a great post on that yesterday Thanks. And actually, it was this morning, right?
1: I, I yeah, I was. I wrote it yesterday and then posted it this morning on yeah uh, on my website.
0: And I think there was a lot of good information in there about why we use the terms "flower city" F L O U R and "flower city" F L O W E R in Rochester. So um, I'm going to let Chris ramble a little bit <laughs> about that. And I'll chime in uh, when it seems appropriate.
1: Yeah, you don't want to just let me ramble. (laughs) Yeah. So you know that um, back in the late 1700s, um, this property uh, that we call upstate New York was all divided up a whole bunch of different ways. There was a couple of guys who tried to purchase what is now known as the um, Gorham Phelps property property the uh, Gorham Phelps purchase it. later um, was known as. You familiar with that one? No, but continue. So it was basically <laughs> six freaking million acres that was from like Sotus over to Lake Erie all the way down to almost to Pennsylvania. I think it was Big Flats, actually. Wow. Um, so it's a ton of property. And obviously, who was here in the late 1700s? Uh,
0: the Indians. Well, yeah. Native Americans.
1: I'm going to use the property. Sure. Term. All right. So the people who were already here. Do we? Uh, oh, do we have a call in? Yeah, I, we're we're gonna interrupt us for a second, and see
0: how this goes. So I, um, let's see how this goes. And uh, who do we have here? So, we we set up we set up FaceTime and Skype for this to see if uh, people would want to call
1: in. And we put it out on Twitter.
0: Yeah, we put it out on Twitter and Instagram, and it looks like we've got our first participant, and it uh, looks like we have. Keith Myers from Flower City Bread on the line.
1: Whoa, whoa. Hi,
0: Chris. How's it going, Keith?
2: Oh, all's well in the universe.
0: Uh, Do you hear myself and uh, Mr. Clemens? Hello. Hey, Keith.
2: I do, yes.
0: Awesome. Well, I wasn't anticipating this. I was maybe anticipating a couple random people from calling in, but um, we have Keith Myers from Flower City Bread on the line, and um, we started a little bit talking about your... Uh, the trademark issues went a little bit into your your write up, but uh, I guess I'd like to you know get some some of your thoughts about it. Sure. So um, I saw this this all went down in July. Is that is that right?
2: Uh, well, the cease and desist was sent in July. Yeah, that's correct.
0: Is is that the first that this? I I, I know you're you know in a, a legal situation, so if you can't comment on something, I completely understand. Uh, w- was that the first you had heard of it when when the season Desist yeah, came yes. in July?
2: <clears throat> yes, I feel um, the only thing I did wrong that day was get the mail. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, it, it's twenty fifteen. Most most days I do that. This yeah. was a bad one, and uh, you know it's it's really upsetting and really um, you know it, it's it's upsetting and for many. For many ways, you know, I I considered I considered uh, John from Flower City Pasta to be a friend Mm -hmm. for one and and would have hoped he would have, um, you know, just had a conversation with me before sending me such a a harsh. If you read the letter, though, it's it's a very harsh cease and desist letter.
0: Yeah, we we didn't read the actual cease and desist because there's a lot of legalese in there and frankly it's a little it's a little bit dry for what we're talking about but
1: didn't uh real quick keith didn't at, didn't i read at one point that they actually sold flower city bread in their their brick and mortar
2: yes yeah like i said i consider john i you know i consider john a friend um uh, huh. i when he was he was milling for a while and we were buying flour doing a collaboration at brighton where we would sell and advertise it as flower city pasta flour and a local, you know, loaf and when he opened the brick and mortar in Pittsburgh he was selling some of our bread uh you know there um you know regularly like we were sending it two days a week.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean you guys and, and we and
2: we've been to you know we've done Brighton together for you know for the last few years so I you know it's very it's surprising and and shocking and upsetting. Yeah, cuz sure. I mean
0: you you'd set up what, you know, 100 and 150 feet away from them every week on Sundays.
2: Yeah, we were literally, you know, a couple tables apart at the market. And 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 he he would vend at the public market as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's it, it's not, I you know the 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 case of confusingly similar and all that. I, it just doesn't hold for me. There are so many businesses may you know with that moniker you know regularly have people looking for some other flower city or another is not an uncommon thing right when there you know hundreds of businesses with that name or use that name and have been for hundreds of years
0: <laughs> so yeah i mean that's it's you know from from a community standpoint um, I mean, it, it seems like a pretty detrimental thing to do, especially for people that have worked together in the past. And, you know, we're, we're a small community and I think that's the part that, you know, when I started talking to people yesterday, that was the first thing that people grabbed onto is we're a small community and we need more, more building and less tearing down.
2: Exactly. And that's, you know, I feel like this is a, I feel like this is a, a battle for, for everyone, you know, especially, especially foodie people in in this community mm-hmm. um and you know it, i mean this this could mean that no one no one could ever no there could be no other food related um uh, you know entity with that name and i and i know there's a this you know, Flower City Food Corps is another popular... Right. Yeah, that's know, you know
0: a pop-up that, uh, that Sean O'Donnell is doing through, you know, uh, who's the chef at Aunt Rosie's. I know there's a Flower City Pizza. I believe there's a Flower City Brewing or Flower City Beer.
1: Flower City
2: Growler, maybe. And, you yeah. Know, so you would think that, you know, for example, the city wouldn't be able to use their own logo at a food truck rodeo, you know, which is crazy. So,
1: so real quick, Keith, it's my understanding that he, um, they're essentially trying to trademark the the three words "Flower City <laughs> Pasta" because the city of Rochester already owns the trademark of "Flower City." Is that right?
2: Um, I, I yeah, this isn't. You see the gutter right there? It's really ugly up there in the corner. I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to I'm. I'm,
0: I'm looking out. at the video. Ooh, of, the, there we go. Now uh, we got a big tree uh, in the background. Uh, uh-huh.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, that's. I don't know what the city. Owns. I know they did react um, to our action, and actually filed some um, further protection for their logo with the with both uses of the flower on it. um, Very near, I think maybe the same day that we filed the cancellation um, request for the for the trademark. But to back up a little bit they they actually they have a trademark they haven't they they filed for the trademark in 2010 and they were granted the trademark right um so it, they it's not that they have a trademark they've had it for um you know 4 years on flower city pasta in, correct but i can't go into i couldn't begin to explain the um details of that it is not it is way more than just pasta related like, why are they after me? I don't make pasta. Right. You know, I don't, you know. So they went at, and I heard that they had sent 10 of these cease and desist letters out. The only one I know personally and spoke with was Flower City Flavors. And he makes extracts. Oh, which wow. Are pr- pretty dissimilar to pasta. Yeah, there's I mean, no flour no involved at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm no chef. Oh, wait, I am. Um, it's not. <laughs> So, yeah, so um
0: so th- this has been going on obviously in the background uh for a few months now so since July so you know almost 3 months um what right what yeah, what brought tried, you to, you
2: know it, I'm sorry Chris we we tr- that in that time was spent trying to resolve this with them directly you know and then it, you know it got to the point where they had put a a a date of September 1 as you know, you need to stop using the name by this date or face, you know, legal action. And then I would have to be responsible for, um, you know, legal fees under the Landom Act, which I have no idea what that means. I'm sure <laughs> right. it does. Like Landem did something. Um, so, you know, so we felt backed into a corner, really, and our only, you know, they have the trademark. The only way to, to and they will not voluntarily give it up. So our only um, act, you know, the only action is to is to petition the trademark office to cancel it.
1: Or isn't it possible to prove that their trademark is fine for them, but the Flower City Bread name really isn't an infringement on that trademark?
2: Well, again, it's very complicated because the trademark even though there's i don't know how many classes there are but your trademark is applied to a class and we are in the same class which gives them more you know more strength of their trademark specific to flower city bread um, sure so if i had flower
1: with, city with, ballet there's no way that would be infringing on a food company
2: i don't yeah i can't answer that okay
1: um,
2: i you know but my my feeling is that as time goes by and this and their trademarks, they the more they longer they use it, the and, and the more people they get to um, sign these agreements not to not to use the name outside of an area or whatever they're after, the stronger their trademark becomes. And sure. you can go out. You know, you can go out of classes, and the, and I mean the Apple record and Apple computers is a classic example. Um, so Apple just bought Apple Records, right? And so you know, after years of like legal battles, um, I don't know if Flower City Pasta for sale, but I'm not <laughs> capable of purchasing it. I can't even pay the lawyer, the patent lawyer, you know, which is why we have the Indiegogo campaign. So
0: I'll, I'll let you. I'll uh, have let you plug that right now. So, um, so yeah, yeah. They have... It's
2: not. I mean, we're we're you know the way I the, the my. Take is that I was, you know, I happen to be attacked and, I, you know, on this, and I have to, I'm responsible for the, for this, you know, use of this Flower City for everybody in, who wants to use it in the city or, you know, in, anywhere in Monroe County or the state. Um, so we're, you know, we're, I, I we're not trying to. Our legal action is not to get Flower City Bread to have the trademark. Our tra- our legal action is to dissolve it so anyone can use it. If you want to start a uh, Flower City you know food truck or uh, you know a diner or uh, or sell any kind of food related items that name's up for grabs, you know. Sure. I understand you don't want another you know you don't want Flower City Noodle Company or ZD Company or Orchetti Company or Bucatini Company. I could go on, but you know, <laughs> you know, I understand that. But this is way beyond that, and I think they're, you know, their attorney may be trying to spin it that way, especially in the media, um, where oh, hey, we're just trying, you know, we're trying to protect pasta. But you know, if you talk about food in Rochester, it's way, way bigger than pasta
0: yeah and you're right when when they're suing a company that's making extra, extracts i mean that's that really seems like an overreach as far as i'm concerned well, yeah and, and
2: again and again yeah the the law is so complicated in this patent copyright trademark thing that i i you know I can't even begin to elaborate on it
0: so um plug plug the indieGoGo directly, and I think uh chris uh, comments has a comment after that
2: um i you know i i actually i couldn't tell you what the website is so and um,
0: i, I we, we mentioned it earlier but it's um if you go on indiegogo and you search for flower city f-l-o-u-r city or uh flower city for all uh you should find it either on the on the app on your mobile phone or on the website uh you should be able to find the indiegogo page and uh you know if if this is something you believe in uh contribute and um, help out uh keith Uh, Keith, his family, and the, you know, the employees at Flower City Bread
2: uh, fight this. And we've, we've, you know, we already have a chunk of money in just to get this filed for cancellation. So, you know, we, we would hope to recoup that and any extra we're going to give to the friends of the public market. So I'm, I'm, my, ideally they will just give up the trademark and then we can just take all this Indiegogo and, you know, give it to the friends of the public market and they can expand their EBT token programs and all the great things that, uh, that all those volunteers at the friends of the public market do. Yeah. Yeah, And
0: that's, you know, at the very worst, that's, it's a great cause and they do a lot of good things for the community. So, um, uh, pass it over to Chris for a second.
1: I I was going to jump in real quick and I, I I just wanted to reiterate that I'm, I'm pretty sure no one's suing anyone yet. Right.
2: You know, I'm not even sure what that means. Right. Uh, There definitely has been legal action. A cease and desist letter is legal action. We have filed a petition in the TTAB, which is Trademark Trial and Appeal Board, which is a federal court for trademark, to have the cancellation of the Flower City trademark. So sure. okay. there is definitely legal action underway. I you know, sue not I don't know what that means. But um and great blog this morning, by the way. Oh um Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that you did more exhaustive research than my attorneys have. So <laughs> <laughs> I might, you know get you on the legal team i i
1: I appreciate that greatly i mean so when when the when it first came up yesterday on social media i started thinking about i'm like man i've lived in rochester for 30 well 36 (laughs) years yeah um and i'm like man the term flower city's been around forever and then it really got me thinking like who was the first person to actually use it and I realized I didn't yeah, know the answer yeah. to that. So then I started reading, and then I started researching, and then I realized it was like 11 o'clock at night, and like eight hours had gone by. <laughs> like You were I, deep into the web. <laughs> exactly. And I totally could have used some bread at that point. <laughs> or pasta, actually. Um, and, or coffee, uh, more likely. Yeah, yeah, coffee actually would have been real nice. And then I thought, like, man... Uh, this is a really, really fun story to look into the history of all this other stuff, because then I started looking into similar cases on in other parts of the country, like Windy City um, and the right. fact that there are, I think we mentioned before we started recording, there's like over a hundred Windy City companies. Um, and then looking into trademark infringement and what that even means. And man, it's a rabbit hole of legalese yeah, yeah. and research <laughs> right. and um and digging into words um, absolutely yeah but it is endlessly um fascinating it, it, it is much I more i can tell re- you
2: the, f- it was, the first use was not me or pop. <laughs> <laughs> so, no i think it was well I mean, before was, any of us were I'm, born yeah I'm, well i'm older than you guys but not that old so. <laughs> uh, well uh, yeah it's been it's been so, around a while
1: so it's interesting actually um since we're talking about it right now, um, I was not able to find the first use. I was able to find like some, some late 1800s historians who yeah. used it. But I actually got a tweet today from someone, um, a, a, a buddy of mine who actually has contributed to exploring upstate out of Syracuse. And he actually found the very first, well, the first documented use that he could find was February 18th, 1856. And it was actually out of Buffalo. Um, and them talking about the Flower City Bank that was opening at the time.
2: Oh, interesting. Um, That is interesting. Yeah, and
1: I I also did find, and I think I put this in the post, that in 1859, it was actually changed from F-L-O-U-R over to F-L-O-W-E-R, because at that point, the milling thing had kind of changed a bit. So in 1859, it was already officially changed. So that was around long before any of us.
2: Yeah, right, right, yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's... yeah, go ahead, Keith.
2: No, it's just it is it's it's a you know it has been used. Um, it, it's just such a ubiquitous part of our community, you know, and it's been just around forever. And it, there is, a, you know, people do have the debate about flower, you know, O U R versus O W E R, and and you know, recently the city started to use both in their treatment of their of their logo. Um, so it's just, you know, I think it, it pays homage to the history and why the city was even started. Sure.
0: Right. And, that, and that's you why know. you, that's why you picked it too. Isn't that, is that right?
2: Regrettably. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Regrettably <laughs> now, but it's, it's been a, it's been so, a great uh, name for you Fred guys. Might have been. What was uh, that? It,
2: you know, I, I've been here, I've been here forever. You know, I was born in just after 1856 at Highland <laughs> hospital and uh, have been here that whole time. And, you know, when I, when I, when I decided, you know, I just knew I wanted to make that homage, you know, that nod to the history of milling in the city and it just made complete sense to me. So that's how we came up with it. I mean,
0: Right. Cause you, you use local, down. local grains too, don't you?
2: We use it. We use Uh, yeah. I mean, the mill we use is located very nearby in, um, um, like Champlain Valley area. Mm -hmm. Um, but we, you know, we, we have great relationships with, you know, farmers that we get our eggs from and milk from and, you know, produce from and just about everything that we use. You know, we don't get vanilla beans. They're not available
0: yeah a little bit harder to grow here <laughs> they are but, hard to grow here <laughs> but otherwise i mean that's um you know from observing one of one of the uh, the hallmarks of the way you've done business is as a a local um a local collaborator you know using yeah. the best using the best of our region to make you know what is what looks to be simple products to to make them into something more than what they were by themselves
2: yeah it, it's a, i mean it's an a, You know, I think I think we I think there tends to be this um, uh, kind of self-deprecating behavior in in like cities the size of Rochester, where I don't know if we're whatever the reason is. um, But it's, you know, it's a pretty amazing uh, area. And I, you know, I I I I rode bike and oftentimes, you know, south. In the Finger Lakes or Bristol or Mendon, and it is gorgeous. And there's tons of agriculture here, and it's a great it's a great place. Winter's not the best, but you know <laughs> it builds character. That's why we live here. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Um. So, I mean, we we were just diving into the history. I mean, you can stay on if you like, if you want to hear more about the history. Um. Or I, I'm sure you're you're home with the family today.
2: Um, I'm a, yeah. They just they just. Pulled in. I think I'm going to go make them dinner.
0: No, that sounds great. And, uh, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, this was definitely unexpected, but, um, we we appreciate you, uh, FaceTiming in, Keith, and, uh, contributing to the conversation.
2: I know it's hard, you know, I, Saturday mornings are kind of crazy. uh, Oh, absolutely. uh, And I don't always have the time to chat or talk to you guys, but I just know behind the, you know, we really appreciate. Anything, you know, anything in town that promotes good food, you know, it helps everybody. You know, we're raising the bar and 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 the more good stuff we have, the better. So I I just thank you guys.
0: Well, and uh, well, on that note, um, thanks for FaceTiming in, Keith. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your Sunday and um, uh, yeah, check out the Indiegogo to contribute to Keith's uh, uh, patent defense fund. Uh, thanks for I, thanks for know, calling I'm, in.
2: Thank you. I've never Facetime before. How do I hang up? Uh, I can hang up
0: on you. So, I'm gonna, <laughs> hang, hang up on me. All right. See you later, Keith. <laughs> Take right, care, guys, Keith.
2: Good thanks. luck.
0: And Keith is gone. So that was um, unexpected, but really the, the best person I could have hoped to Facetime in. I, I didn't really. I didn't. Truthfully, I didn't reach out to Keith before this. Um, because I, d- I didn't want to put him in that position where, you know, I didn't know if he'd be comfortable, but I- I'm really glad he did. Cause he, he gave some more insight and, um, you know, Keith's a very thoughtful guy. Sure. Uh, I thought yeah. that turned out really nicely. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Serendipity. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. So I guess we kind of jumped off in some of the history and, um, I'm going to dig in. I think a couple other people were trying to call in earlier. So oh, I'm okay. going to dig into that while, um, you, uh, Go back into the history. The with- history of the Flower City.
1: Yeah, yeah. go ahead. So, yeah. so we, I think when Keith called in, we were talking about the Gorham and Phelps purchase and this six million acre tract of land in central and western New York. So um, they couldn't afford it. Uh, so it got split up a whole bunch of different ways, and one of those ways was there was this 100-acre plot of land on the west bank of the Genesee River, just south of Lake Ontario, and now what would be the High Falls area. Uh, and that was given, actually, to Ebenezer, um, quote-unquote, Indian um, Ebenezer Allen.
0: Yeah, which I saw and- that. that's It was kind of a thing back then, if you you know, get a nickname of Indian something
1: right. Well, he had a very interesting history, and I won't get too much into that history because we will make this a four-hour podcast. Um, <laughs> but he had a very interesting relationship with a number of the native tribes in the in the region. So that's how he he kind of ended up with that nickname. But so basically, they said, "Hey, man, you can have this this property. You need to build a mill, though. Um, that's the deal." So he built a mill, and actually, that region. It was so disgustingly awful. It was filled with malaria, rattlesnakes, um, all kinds of nasty stuff um, that no one wanted to go in. They actually only could get 14 guys to go back there and help build this mill. So they built it, um, and because there was no one around in that area, because no one wanted to live in that area, the mill didn't do anything, and it just sat there. So it changed hands a whole bunch of times until Nathaniel Rochester purchased it um and i believe it was 1803 i'm going from memory now instead of uh, actually research um and uh later on more of the high falls region mills started to be put into place we know that in 1825 the erie canal was finished and that took transportation time from western new york to the eastern border of new york um you know, at one point it actually took three weeks to make that trip. 1825, the Erie Canal goes in, it only takes three days. So, when you've got industry, commerce, people are trying to move their product back and forth, things are super easy. And now the Erie Canal goes right over the top of G- the Genesee River, right through what would be the city of Rochester in 1834. We were, I think, officially the city of Rochester. Wow. Um, so, during that time period in the 1830s, um, there was like a 10-year time period. We were actually the largest flower-producing city in the entire world.
0: It's it's amazing to think, I mean, going back, I mean, Rochester and Buffalo were huge boom cities. Absolutely. Back in the 1800s. I mean, we were some of the biggest, most important cities in the country. Yep. And, I mean, that's that's just uh, another piece of evidence to that fact.
1: Totally. Yeah. So in the first 10 days of the Erie Canal being opened, we actually shipped 40,000 barrels of flour east to New York City and Albany. Wow. That was huge.
0: Oh, it's an astonishing amount back then. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, we were really on the map for <laughs> being the place, and not just in New York, not just in the United States, but the world for flour. So... The moniker Flower City, F-L-O-U-R, was used. Were I mean, we we have evidence of it being used in the 1850s. Not being an official historian, I wasn't able to find anything earlier than that. I'm a little down on myself for that, but um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'll, I'll sleep okay tonight, I think. Yeah, so, I, th- I think you did a decent enough job on your article. Thanks, man. Um, so milling and flour was a super difficult um industry to be in there was actually a freak accident um with a blow up of one of the mills and somebody dying i'm not going to get into that but it didn't go well um because of combustion um and fires milling was a really difficult thing um Also, after a certain amount of time, um, railroads jumped in. So now you don't just need to have a mill right on the Erie Canal. You've got mills all sorts of other places where you've got creeks and other flowing water. So other areas started to jump in. Price gouging. All kinds of things happen. Rochester's flour, F-L-O-U-R, industry starts to drop and the nursery business starts to come into play right around the middle of the 19th century. Um, George L. Wanger, um, one of the more famous, uh, nursery owners, um, uh, which was, uh, uh his nursery is right across from, um, uh, Mount Hope Cemetery. Okay. Um, and, uh, right in that region. Um, that started to become a huge thing. So in 1859, we changed it to F-L-O-W-E-R, city.
0: Hmm. So, I mean, I, that, that's at least a not, not that brief synopsis of of the, <laughs> <laughs> of, of, of the research you did. And um, if you do want to read some more on the history, and he ex- expands on that uh, a bit more in his uh, article on um, exploringupstate.com and uh it's you know if you want to read some more about upstate new york history it's a great place to go thanks man um i'm actually going to reach out we had uh, another person asked to um join in here on Skype and i'm going to reach out to uh reach out right now and uh see if uh, they want to contribute so hold on one second while we do some skypey things Ooh, Skype noises. Let's see. This is pretty awesome. Feeling the technology. Are you allowed
1: to use the word Skype on your uh, podcast without giving them? I don't see why not. Oh, yeah? Microsoft's a huge company, they don't care about me. All right. Uh, somebody's not answering.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to... Oh, let's see. How do I cancel that? Cancel.
1: So I think another interesting thing um, on that same topic is to point out that the, the Rochester City logo is actually... It was designed in the mid-1970s. Um, actually, I think it was 1975. Um, is an incorporation of a grist mill and also a lilac um, to uh, basically incorporate the concepts of both of those nicknames, flower and flower into the same logo. So, um,
0: yeah, and it really, it's an interesting logo and actually the words are
1: around the outside now, right? I think so. I don't know if that's official. I've seen it in some places and I've seen it not in other places. I think it probably depends where or maybe how new it is. So I don't know if the words around the outside of the logo are officially part of the logo. Um, or if they're just there to adorn the logo.
0: Yeah. Huh. Well, I'm gonna give one more chance on this Skype thing. Otherwise, we're we're kind of wrapping up. We've gone through the history, and unless uh, you you have anything else you want to throw in right now?
1: Yeah. For anyone who's not gonna end up reading um, my post, um, there was actually a really other interesting thing that I came across uh, that had to do with food and trademarks and Rochester. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So back in the 1950s, Hart's Local Grocers, which I should point out was not owned by the same people who currently owns Hart's Local Grocers. Hart's Local Grocers was a really super well-known supermarket in the city of Rochester and went out of business. to To be honest, I'm really not sure when. Um, and more recently, just in the last couple of years, some folks have revitalized that brand and everyone is super excited about it. But in the 1950s, in fact, I think it was 1959, if I'm mm. remembering all this correctly, um, there was a company called Dawn Donuts or Dawn's Donuts. And Hearts was not selling their donuts, but they were putting the word Dawn on their donuts.
0: Oh, really? That's, that's, that's weird.
1: It is kind of weird. But remember, in the 1950s, you have downtown city of Rochester, and you have, for instance, we'll say Honeyoy Falls, which doesn't seem that far away now. But at the time, that was probably a big haul to go for donuts. So what became of a legal battle um, was the Don Donut Rule, was that it was really only an, an infringement on your trademark. If regionally, you truly were infringing on somebody else's trademark. Um, so the fact that somebody else might be saying Don Donuts and they're selling them in maybe a different state where people couldn't you know, necessarily walk down the street and get the same exact product right. or maybe a different product under the same exact name... Um, I just lost track of where I was going with that. (laughs) Different um, states of donuts, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, But what became even more interesting about that is later on the advent of the internet and how that changed. Because now we don't just have brick-and-mortar stores where we get items that are under trademark names. We can get them anywhere. We have Amazon. We have websites for individual shops. In fact, Flower City Pasta, I know you can go and buy their stuff right on their website. Absolutely. Um, So the whole regional trademark thing is kind of gone. And I think it's really important to point out. Maybe it's not important to point out. Maybe it's just sort of me... uh, Maybe it's just sort of me finding someone else. I thought it was really interesting. I saw online someone commented... Flower City Pasta is actually not even in Monroe County. Yeah. They're located I, in Macedon. Right. Um, so I mean
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it all I like I said in the beginning, you know, I'm I'm not a lawyer. We're not trying to throw out legal opinions here. We're and I don't
1: even want to attack anyone.
0: Right. And and Chris is Chris is separated from all of this. He's he's more intrigued from a historical perspective. Totally. Um yeah i'm always speaking for myself when it comes to this stuff um you know re- regardless of the legal intent regardless of if they're located in or out of the county um I-, I just don't like the fact that we're trying to settle things with lawsuits and trying to um trying to tear down what people have tried to create uh here in the rochester area and in truth i've i've had Flower City Pasta a number of times I've always thought it was a good product and I've always had good interactions with John when I've met him. Yeah. Um, so both businesses I you know respected uh, when it came to the quality of their food and you know it, it's it's an unfortunate situation regardless of how it's how it's gone and how it's going. It, it's sure. it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um so uh, I think what I'm going to try to do is reach out one more time to the person who is trying to Skype in
1: before this person sounds very important.
0: Not, not, not it's, it's just somebody, somebody I do know. And you know, if she wanted to, uh, get her, get her voice out there, I'm interested in having it here. So
1: with that being said, I was being a little bit facetious because I think everyone's opinion is important on this, especially if you're from the Rochester region, because this really is about supporting community and supporting the people of Rochester, basically saying, Hey, no one has the rights to this.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the core of this whole thing is that I don't think anybody should own the rights to this other than the city. While we listen to more Skype noises, <laughs> anti climactic, probably not answering.
1: All
0: right. One more time. And then we're going to hang up and end this. All right. Well, that didn't really work out unfortunately. Um click 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 click. So, I guess what we'll do now is I guess what we'll do now is um I'm going to plug Keith's um plug Keith's Indiegogo one more time. So, it's um indiegogo.com and you can search for uh Flower City, F L O U R City or Flower City for All.
1: I got to be honest, I went on to Indiegogo and searched that and couldn't find it. So if you really want to plug it, I would suggest just putting a link right underneath this podcast on your website.
0: Yeah, and I will I will put a link in it on the website. So you can look for it in the post. Yeah. Uh, I've shared it on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and pretty much everywhere. So you can find the link there. Or if you have the app on your phone, I got it right away there. Okay, um, Search for Flower City and you should find it and um let's get um, chris's uh chris's plug in cuz he did some great research on this and regardless of which if you have an opinion one way or the other it's a fascinating research into uh the the moniker flower city
1: thanks man so yeah yeah ahead. my website is just exploringupstate.com and if you want to follow me on twitter it's cp clemens c l e m e n s like samuel yep yeah. no relation though
0: <laughs> so twitter and instagram
1: and Instagram, and then uh, on Facebook, I'm also just Facebook.com/slash/Exploring Upstate. Um, when I put the post up there, there's been some people who have commented. So, um, if you want to read those, that's cool too. Awesome. Well, but 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 let's play nice.
0: Yeah, let let's all play nice. And I, I know there's been some comments going up on the Flower City Pasta page already. Um, you know. We don't need to throw more fuel on the fire, although this podcast is kind of doing that a little <laughs> bit in of itself. Um, but um, you know, we keep it civil, and I really, truthfully, do hope that this is resolved without more legal action, and people can all come to their senses and resolve this without any more strife and wasted resources. And I think that's kind of how I want to leave it. I don't. I just don't like the waste of resources here when we could be building our community instead of infighting and you know wasting our time and effort. Agreed. So um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. I really do appreciate it. And uh, stay tuned on Friday for uh, uh, Jim Lake from uh, Joby & Coffee, our podcast.
1: Such a cool guy.
0: Really cool guy. And it would have gone up um, this weekend, but I wanted to get this out first and make sure we uh, uh, got some information out there on the topic. So um, thanks for tuning in, and... Um, if you are enjoying the podcast, please rate it on iTunes and try and get us some more listeners. So thanks. Hey, and
1: thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely. Yeah, it a it's great always time. fun to talk with you. All right.
0: Thanks everyone.